Hello, and welcome to another analysis episode of Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is Kim. I'm AJ. And today we are going to be talking about the very first, a very cool franchise, The Matrix from 1999. Yeah. I say a very cool franchise, but I did realize in the course of watching this movie that I had never seen it. Never? This is something that was in question. (gasps) Yeah. So I I have seen parts of it. Oh my That's why it was so confusing to me. So yeah, this was my first time actually watching it. Uh, y'all were right. This movie fucks. It's so good, dude. It's I can't believe so this isn't good. like a, I watched this when it came out when I was a kid and haven't seen it since. Mm-hmm. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. It's great. It's a good movie and it rules. And I'm glad that you, uh, right before we recorded, Kim said, I didn't take any notes. I just barely went on vibes. And I said, that's great. And I'm really, I'm really <laughs> glad uh, since it was your first viewing. I didn't want that to be tainted by mm-hmm. note taking. Yeah. Wow. No, I just watched oh, it. I had a really good time. That's awesome. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, The Matrix for me was a movie I had seen, I don't know, in 1999, in 2000, whenever we got it on VHS <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, and I saw it then, and then I hadn't watched it until last summer, actually, mm-hmm. right before uh, Resurrection came out, the fourth the fourth one. My roommate had borrowed the DVDs <laughs> From his brother, I think. <laughs> They're still in our cabinet, but I think at the time they were still also streaming somewhere, but we watched it on DVD, which was an experience, um, uh, to say the least. Um, That's funny. So so I've, I'm only about, I'm less than a year off of seeing this movie for the last time, uh, and then I had watched it again for this episode. Mm-hmm. Still holds up. It's such a good fucking flick. Um, That's great. Just a quick plot synopsis. We follow uh thomas a anderson played by keanu reeves who is also (laughs) known by his hacking alias neo Mm -hmm. and he has been contacted and pursued by uh this woman named trinity uh who's basically tells him like hey i know that you're looking for the matrix and i can take you to morbius to to tell you about the matrix morpheus Morpheus? oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i can tell you about jared jared leto's morbius (laughs) (laughs) to tell you all about (laughs) the hacking stuff jesus christ um god (laughs) anyway um is jared leto the anti-keanu reeves like is he keanu reeves's waluigi or wario i think so now that you said it i think so feels right doesn't it it? feels really good they do seem like complete (laughs) opposites of each other in in most ways Mm -hmm. um like keanu reeves i don't think that dude would ever start a cult you know (laughs) probably not so anyway uh so uh trinity and and neo i guess still thomas at this point uh she says like okay well i'll take you to to morpheus when the time is right and then we more or less follow him uh to his job where he just like works in it or something it's just some nondescript like very gray cubicle you know 1999 computer job um Mm -hmm. server's got like very chunky uh hardware and stuff um, when he is delivered in a FedEx package, uh, a chunky, chunky ass cell phone. And the way they show this off in the movie is they have him like take his hand out toward the camera and then like hit a button that makes like the bottom part pop out. Like how old cell yeah. like, it's not a flip phone. It's a slide phone. And like that, I think was supposed to be like the pinnacle of technology at mm-hmm. the time. Very funny. Uh, but then he gets a call from Morpheus. Uh, that's like, Hey, there's agents coming to, to get you. You have to follow my every word. And he does. And he 
almost escapes and Morpheus tells him you're going to have to climb the scaffolding on the side of your building. Meanwhile, he's already working on like the 30th floor or something. So he's like way high up off the ground. He's like, I can't do this. Uh, and, and Morpheus tells him there's two ways out. You either climb that scaffolding or you get captured. Uh, and he gets captured and interviewed by uh, a team of agents headed by Agent Smith played by Hugo Weaving spectacularly. I love such a good performance. I love this character. It's so good. He has this unplaceable accent, which I think is so perfect. Or maybe it's not like an accent as much as it's just like the way that he enunciates words, which, um, spoiler alert, I think really emphasizes how inhuman he is. Yeah. 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 It's, and, and I guess also spoilers, how much he like hates that he has to like speak in real Mm -hmm. words and can't just be a computer. As you can see, we've had our eye on you for some time now, Mr. Anderson. It seems that you've been living two lives. In one life, you're Thomas A. Anderson, program writer for a respectable software company. You have a social security number, you pay your taxes, and you help your landlady carry out her garbage. The other life is lived in computers, where you go by the hacker alias Neo and are guilty of virtually every computer crime we have a law for. One of these lives has a future, and one of them does not. So the agents are like, hey, tell us where Morpheus is. And he's like, no. And they're like, okay, (laughs) you don't have a mouth anymore. <laughs> this scene scarred me as a kid. This was like one of the scariest it's really things I'd ever creepy. seen. Also, a lot of body horror in this movie, which I didn't really clock the last two times I'd watched, you know, with the tubes and with this stuff. And mm-hmm. There's just a bunch of stuff with like body, you know? Um, yeah. So they put this like robot, like shrimp or whatever in his belly button. And then uh, he wakes up in his bed. Uh, and then later on, he gets picked up just like on the road by Trinity and uh, two characters, uh, Switch and Apoc. Great. They take <laughs> the shrimp out of his stomach and <laughs> shred it up. It's very weird. And then eventually take him to uh, take Neo to see Morpheus, where he is offered the truth about the Matrix. And then we get the notorious blue pill, red mm-hmm. pill scene. And like we said with uh, uh, the last movie that we just talked about, uh, E.T., that's what it was. Like we said with E.T., there's a lot of craft in this movie. There's a lot of craft oh in this movie. Oh, my God. It's really stylized in a fantastic way. And this scene where he holds out the red pill and the blue pill, you know, Morpheus is wearing these like Vanta black uh, sunglasses, which is like (laughs) the blackest black that that exists. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Are we going to get copyright stricken for saying Vanta black? I know somebody owns that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's so funny. uh, Like in in the the way that they, they edited it, I guess, is in one eyeglass you can see the one hand with the blue pill and the other eyeglass you can see the one hand with the red pill it's just really good Sick. you know it, it's like little stuff but it's really really good basically tells neo that the blue pill will make you forget everything and you can continue going back to your life and doing whatever the red pill uh if you take the red pill you see how far the rabbit hole goes cool mm-hmm. neo surprise takes the red pill and is awoken in this pod of goo where he you know Like I said, a lot of body horror stuff. There's just a bunch of tubes plugged into him that all come unplugged. He takes out like basically like an intubation tube. Uh, It's really gross. Uh, And then gets like flushed. (laughs) It's like flushed through his his pod uh, and rescued by 
uh, Morpheus and the crew on the Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. which is a, a spaceship that was created in 2069. We learn more specifically about that later, but that's kind of really all you need to know, I think. So then they spend the next X amount of time, you know, making Neo a person again. And, you know, cause he's never used his muscles or like spoken before for real, which I think is just so cool. He's like, why do my eyes hurt? Mm-hmm. And, and Morpheus is like, you've never used them before. Right. Um, he's just like in a, in a dim room. He's like, my eyes are killing me. That's uh, mm-hmm. really, really good. So after he, you know, builds up his actual physical muscles, they jack him into the matrix for the first time. Uh, we should explain. <laughs> I think we're, oh, we're skipping some. Sure. <laughs> Basically, uh, yeah, the, he was in a simulation all this yes, time. Uh, and this is his actual physical form. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah, I can't yeah. skipped over. Yeah. So, so, so robots, <laughs> these, these weird, technically kind of War of the Worlds-ish looking robots. Mm-hmm. Humanity had created these robots to do this stuff. And then the robots started being too powerful, but they were solar powered. So humanity was like, mm-hmm. okay, we just need to make it dark forever. <laughs> so they like, I don't know, did some sort of weird bomb thing to make it cloudy and rainy all the time. But then surprise, the robots had been self-replicating and worked that part out of their system. So really all we did was deprive humanity of any source of, of mm-hmm. uh, power from the sun, which the uh, robots used to their advantage and turned humans into a power source basically so now they they have these fields where humans are created or grown and it's really gross yeah the the the, like liquid or food or whatever that they use to sustain the the growing humans are take the ones that didn't take are just turned Mm. into liquid food it's awful um yeah it's really really awful so that's the real world um and in Mm. order for in order for humanity to like stay asleep or whatever uh they had they created this world that is the world that we know which is just like 1999 america there's the world that me and you know i guess is 1999 mm-hmm. america. um they they describe it as like the pinnacle yes. of human existence sort of uh when we like so reached funny. our technological peak but before uh the machines were created right. and basically right. you know took over yes just great so so that so yes sorry i can't believe i skipped over that is that is the matrix that is the real world that's where we are and uh then neo is shown like how to fight using various programs um there's a character named uh tank who is an operator quote unquote who is just the person who sits outside while everybody else is like jacked into the matrix they just have this big plug Mm -hmm. pretty much that they plug into the back of their head and then and then uh tank is there to just make sure that they they get out okay just wanted to highlight the way that their training works is like tank just like uploads like a cd rom (laughs) into their brains and like uh, you know, Neo knows Kung Fu now. Yeah, that's one of the <laughs> best lines so of the movie. Sick. It's so fucking cool. Uh, yeah. Tank, you know, plugs this thing in and they're like, uh, we see Neo on the outside and his eye, his eyes, his eyelids flutter a little bit. And then he wakes up and goes, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> it's like <laughs> one of the best lines of the whole movie is so good. Uh, and they keep doing that. It's really funny too. Cause tank starts off with like, we don't need these like operator protocol ones. We don't yeah. need the ones that teach you how to <laughs> actually like, like, this shit's boring. This shit sucks. <laughs> um, and then teaches them how to teach them Kung Fu. Jiu-jitsu. I'm going to learn jujitsu. <gasps> oh shit. Hey Mikey, I think he likes it. How about some more? Hell yes. Hell yeah. 
trade. He's a machine. I know Kung Fu. So then eventually it's revealed uh, after Morpheus and uh, Neo have this kind of fight, this jujitsu fight. I guess it's not jujitsu. It's it's like every kind of uh, uh, fighting style he's learned. They like constantly switch styles, which I think is so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And it um, I think of a thing that I love about this movie is that it's clearly made by people who love movies. Yeah. And it is like clearly in the style of like like Hong Kong like martial arts films yes. and that's really fun yeah. um it's <laughs> very cool scene. it's really good that scene rules <laughs> just another scene that rules mm-hmm. so then you know morpheus uh tells neo that he thinks he's the one uh who is a, a a being prophesized to free humankind uh and then goes to take neo to the oracle uh in the meantime we have uh cypher uh, played by joe pantoliano who you might know from memento or various other things He's he's a he's a great actor. I love him. He's very fun to fo- he's a very fun follow on Instagram because he's now just like an old guy. Um, so he mm. just like posts like old guy stuff, and he's just like pretty wholesome. It's really good. That's fun. Yeah, Cipher is like talking to Trinity of like, well, if he thinks he's the one, why hasn't he brought him to the Oracle yet? Like, why you know whatever? Like, what there? And then literally the next scene is Morpheus like, all right, let's go see the Oracle. <laughs> okay, Joe, <laughs> um, who is uh, a person in the Matrix, so they have to go into the Matrix. So the beginning of this Oracle scene is one of the sickest, one of the sickest fucking scenes ever put in a movie ever. Uh, It's just a single phone ringing with, you know, this like breakbeat kind of like, you know, bass line, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, bass guitar thing playing as as they're jacking into the Matrix. And, you know, we see Tank tapping away on the things. There is a single rotary phone on a table in the middle of a room ringing and the camera just does a full 360 around it. And as as we're doing that 360, we, we go back and forth between everybody and that phone. And once the camera comes all the way around back to the front of the phone, the whole crew is just standing behind this phone in mm-hmm. like the sickest like leather yeah. outfits with these tiny ass sunglasses. They're all just yeah. fucking mean mugging. We're in. I want to point out here to, yeah, everyone's wearing a sick outfit and uh, it is pointed out to Neo early on that you look different inside the Matrix because you are seeing sort of like an idealized version of yourself. Residual self image is what they call it. Yes. I want to talk about that later. Yeah. um, And I also think just from a, 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 a craft standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. amazing, really, really good. Like, really cool. like, uh, yeah. I specifically noticed it with Cypher who like in the real world is kind of, you know, has like this messy five o'clock shadow and this like kind mm-hmm. of little like soul patch mustache thing going on, but he's mostly kind of disheveled. But in the matrix, he's like fully clean shaven, except for this like mm-hmm. perfectly pointed soul patch and this like perfectly <laughs> manicured, tiny little mustache. It's so good. And just the mm-hmm. amount of like forethought, you know, I mean, I, a lot of work goes into movies normally, obviously. But I think when you're filming a movie like this where people look different, but you're cutting it like they are happening, like, you know, simultaneously or like immediately after each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's just that's wild to me. That's something that is yeah. so cool. So really, 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 really love that. So they go to see the Oracle. She like kind of runs this like. I don't know. It's kind of like a group home or something a little bit for like perspective, the ones. So, Mm -hmm. so Neo walks in and there's a bunch of kids there. Like, you know, this is the classic, there is no spoon scene of just like a little kid bending a spoon and, you know, uh, basically telling Neo that like, 
you know, the first in, in order to manipulate the matrix how you want it, you have to realize that nothing is real is pretty much exactly what the kid is saying in so many words. So that happens. Uh, and then at the Oracle, the, it, it's that, this is a very good scene as well, uh, where as soon as yeah. she meets him, she's like, she's like, oh, hold on. I got I to take these cookies out of the oven and don't worry about the vase. And he's like, what vase? And he turns and knocks a vase over. He's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. She said, I told you not to worry about it. And then she says, what's really going to cook? Like, what's really going to uh, She says, like cook your melon or something later? Is yeah. that would you have knocked it over if I didn't say anything? Uh, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty funny. That's a great scene. And then she basically tells him, like, you're not the one, whatever. But sorry. See ya. Uh, and then Neo goes to tell Morpheus. And Morpheus is like, don't tell me. Whatever you were told is blah, 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 blah. Um, before that, he she also mentions... Um, there will come a moment where you will Ooh. have to decide whether to save Morpheus or yourself. You'll have to like choose between your lives. And I just wanted to point that out in connection with the would you have knocked over the vase if I hadn't oh, mentioned it? Yeah. I think like that is, I think, directly referencing the fact that like things have to go a certain way, like how, knowing things about the future. If you're going to be told something about the future, I think it's like setting up the fact that you have it has to be told to you in a certain way mm-hmm. in order to like manipulate the outcome, because <laughs> yeah. I think that's that will yeah. become relevant. <laughs> yeah. And there's a there's a line later where Morpheus says she told you exactly what you needed to be told. Uh, right. Which I think is, is exactly cur- like lines right up with, with what you're saying so then so it said that cypher was you know had these seeds of doubt or whatever and we are revealed before we even come to the matrix here that he had been talking with agent smith and was like yeah i will get you the location of morpheus so that you can you know kill them all and not have any like you know uprisings or whatever to worry about as long as you can make me forget everything like i don't want to remember betraying them i don't remember want to want to remember that there's anything outside the matrix i just want to go back and live my boring life, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that, that whole scene starts with him, like, taking a big bite of steak. And he's like, you know, the thing about this steak is that I know it's not real. And I know that the taste and, like, the the, the feeling of it's not real. And then he takes a big bite and he just says, but I don't care. Um, because, yeah. like, in reality, they're eating, like, the same kind of, it's like a nutrient slurry every single day. Like, mm-hmm. it's this, like, gross-looking kind of oatmeal situation. And, like... You know, reality isn't as idealized, I guess, as the Matrix, and Cypher can't handle it. Do we have a deal, Mr. Reagan? You know, I know this steak doesn't exist. I know that when I put it in my mouth, the Matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After nine years... You know what I realize? (sighs) Ignorance is bliss. So when they arrive in the Matrix here, Cypher opens a cell phone and and like dials, I guess, the agents and just like drops in a trash can um, to like give away their location. So then the Oracle scene happens (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. and then the agents show up because of the phone that Cypher dropped in the trash. Then there's a sick, a bunch of sick fighting happens. It's really, really awesome. It's great. And before uh, everybody can leave, uh, Cypher like splits off and calls Tank, which is like how you get out of the Matrix as you call and then you can find like a terminal because it's 1999 uh, internet. And that's how the internet works is by phone lines. Um, so he calls Tank and is like, yeah, let me out. I'm, I'm by here. And, and, and Tank lets him out. And then eventually Trinity finds a, a phone and calls like, Oh yeah, Cypher already called. I told him to go here. 
So then they also make their way there, but uh, Cypher makes it there first, and we see Cypher wake up, pick up this big, big old gun, and shoot Tank and his older brother Dozer uh, with this like huge electric gun, killing them supposedly. And then he hops on the the you know intercom or whatever, and goes in this whole screed about like Morpheus lied to us and there is no one and like what's the point of all this fighting mm-hmm. and blah 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 blah. And as he's talking, he is like, it, it's really, really unsettling because it cuts back and forth between him, like sitting on top of Trinity's body, talking to her in the matrix of mm-hmm. like, man, you're really beautiful. Like we could have, you know, been together or whatever. It's, like, it's so gross. It's so unsettling. Yeah. Um, and then he basically just like walks around and starts unplugging everybody. Um, mm-hmm. First unplugging APOC and then switch. Oh, Mouse had already died. We didn't even talk about Mouse. Mouse was just like another little guy yeah. uh, who got shot to death by the agents. Uh, brutal. Absolutely brutal. Because we're told earlier that your body can't exist without your mind. So if your mind dies in the Matrix, you know, your body also dies. Um, mm-hmm. So then before Cypher can pull the plug on Neo, he's like, it would take so- if he was the one, there'd be some miracle right now that would stop me, wouldn't there? And then he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it turns out Tank had not died, has the mm-hmm. gun, shoots Cypher, killing him. Uh, and then Cypher is able to get Trinity and Neo out. But in this whole scuffle, I guess, uh, Morpheus gets captured and is being interrogated by mm-hmm. the agents. And it's so, like, fucked to think about, like, his body is right there, like, in yeah. the Nebuchadnezzar. They're all right there, but he can't, mm-hmm. they can't do anything because he's stuck. He's stuck in the Matrix. Right. Um, and they're basically trying to get the location of Zion, uh, which is a the last, supposedly, city of humans, free humans. Um, which is where Tank and uh, Tank and Dozer were born. Um, mm-hmm. They were, oh, what's he say? He says like they were born like the, the old fashioned way or something. He, he says something yeah. about there not being any tubes or whatever involved. It's very good. So then there's this rescue mission to go save Morpheus. Um, some shit happens. There's some more crazy fighting. So good. It's really, really good. From this point <laughs> really on, really good it's action just, sequences. Yeah, from this point on, it's just fully an action flick and it's mm-hmm. so fun to watch. It's so much fun. Uh, so they rescue Morpheus by <laughs> hijacking an airplane, a helicopter. Uh, and this is another moment so where she's cool. like, I don't know how to fly this helicopter. Tank, can you get me this, the, the user manual for this specific <laughs> helicopter? And he's like, yeah, and uploads yeah. it. And she's like, okay, I'm good to go. <laughs> it's really fucking so cool. sick, dude. So they save Morpheus with this helicopter uh and then neo uh and it, it should be noted too i guess that the agents can kind of just like become any human because they're they're mm-hmm. the agents code more or less and all of the humans that are linked into the matrix are just you know they're also code because they're just like uh memories or whatever expressed in a human you know the residual self-image that that whole thing so <laughs> any agent can just become any dude at any time mm-hmm. uh, and it's sick and there had been this fight before between agent smith and Neo, where he beat Agent Smith by throwing him in front of a train uh, and then got out. So after they, they beat Morpheus, or after they, they rescue Morpheus, um, there's one final showdown between Neo and the agents where after fighting them off for a while, Agent Smith eventually does ambush and kill Neo. So he's like fully dead. And the Sentinels, mm-hmm. the Sentinels, which is worth noting, that's they're, they're called Sentinels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, ro- the, war, the War of the World looking robots mm-hmm. um, are called Sentinels. They, they, they are like tearing apart the ship, trying to get to Neo and Morpheus uh, or just trying to get to the crew to, to like kill them all. And uh, while this is happening, 
this is like one of the dumbest things uh, because Trinity is just like, you can't die because I was supposed to fall in love with the one and then like kisses him and he comes back to life. It's so good. He is awoken <laughs> by true love's kiss like a true Disney princess. I don't even think kiss. it's lame or goofy. I loved it. I thought it oh was so God. good. <laughs> Neo, I'm not afraid anymore. The Oracle told me that I would fall in love and that that man, the man that I loved, would be the one. So you see, you can't. funny dude it's so good it's so he, he wakes up he wakes up and then is basically just like oh i get it it's all just ones and zeros and then for like a second we see through neo's eyes and it's all just like the code that we've been seeing right. from like tanks and it's just a bunch of green like numbers and letters and symbols and stuff and so now he's like able to just fully like dodge everything mm -hmm. and like there's a point earlier where neo asks morpheus he's like i'll be able to dodge bullets and morpheus is like Eventually, you won't have to. Yes. Uh, and there was a scene just before this where he did dodge bullets. And then after he dies and gets resurrected, the agents fire on him and he just lifts his hand and he says, no. And they just stop. They just they full all the bullets just stop right in front of him and they drop to the ground. Fucking sick. Incredible. I love it so much. And then he he agent Smith's agent Smith mm -hmm. by like running inside of him, diving inside of his body uh, and blowing him up from the inside out, making the other agents run away. And they get Neo out and activate the uh, EMP, the electromagnetic pulse, in order to turn off the Sentinels. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and that is uh, that is the end of the action. And then we get this kind of like voiceover from Neo. It's like, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show the prisoners a world where anything is possible. And then hangs up and we zoom way up above the city and Neo flies away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's so fucking sick. Incredible. Incredible, incredible, incredible. I love this movie so much. Mm -hmm. It is so much fun. It's really good. And there's so many, like, clear references to it in 13 Sentinels. Yeah. Uh, not least of all the, the things being named Sentinels. Yeah. There's also, like, talk of, like, hacking into the mainframe or some shit. Yes. There's a lot of, like, borrowed terminology. Um, yeah. And that, this was sort of, like, <laughs> one of the cornerstones of... My little uh, pet theory that everything we're seeing is a simulation in the game, because right. just knowing that, like, I again, I hadn't seen it, but like I knew the basic premise. And so I was like, OK, so Chris told us to watch this movie um, <laughs> and I have like this. So it, it, it like kind of factored into that theory for me. Yeah, there are definitely some things like this going on even like in mm. the text of the the game yeah. um even not yeah. just like like the the like framing of it i think one of like one of the most interesting things here is that the pills are the things that can show you the truth mm -hmm. um or not right uh, and that 
that Ryoko is being like force fed these pills to like, you know, hide whatever truth she has. Right. Whatever. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that, but absolutely. Yeah. And also looking at the SIU agents, instead of looking at them as mm-hmm. like men in black, looking at them as agents. Yeah. I think is also a really interesting lens. That is uh, like shift yeah. because it turns them from being this like, you know, they're investigating or whatever to like they are here to keep you in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is just interesting. Which I, I also think, you know, we've talked a lot about how we think certain characters have handlers like uh, mm-hmm. we think. Shiba is uh, Juro's handler. Yes. They almost feel like, <laughs> in a weird way, like they are agents. Yeah. Obviously yeah. looking in a very different... But, you know, actually, I guess that that sort of does map to the film because one of the lessons that Neo is taught is that an agent can look like anybody. Like you said, they can... Um, they can sort of take over any <laughs> human avatar in, in the Matrix um, in order to, you know to accomplish their <laughs> their nefarious goals. And so, um, yeah, I think that's an interesting uh, potential parallel. <laughs> yeah, I, it's 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 really good. I feel like we spent so much time talking about the actual movie and less time talking about its connections to 13 Sentinels. The connections like, just like, it's almost, they jump off the page. It's like hard yeah, to... Yeah, it's like one to one. Yeah. yeah it's, the one thing I did, I did want to touch on um, the idea of the Matrix as a trans allegory, which uh, I had heard before I watched it for the pod. And so I did a little bit of research about it and uh, found an article where it's basically just Lily Wachowski, like confirming that Mm. in uh this is a bbc article from august of 2020 she said that was the original intention but the world wasn't quite ready um worth noting that uh lily and lana wachowski both came out as trans after this uh some years after the matrix came out Mm. she said you know the corporate world was not ready for for this kind of allegory and so um it is not like explicit in the text um one way that it was intended to was through the character switch so i'm just going to read a little bit about that the character switch who spoiler alert didn't make it past the first film shows quote (laughs) where our head spaces were lily says in a netflix video the matrix stuff was all about the desire for transformation but it was all coming from a closeted point of view we had the character of switch who was a character who would be a man in the real world and then a woman in the matrix Uh, Lily doesn't know how present my transness was in the background of my brain as we were writing The Matrix, but it all came from the same sort of fire that I'm talking about. Oh, I guess the the explanation is not in here, but the characters, which it was intended, I think that it would be, I read somewhere else that it would be um, a man playing the character, uh, the quote, real world, and then a woman playing the character in The Matrix. Yeah, Um, you just, you, you read that. Yeah, but uh, the oh. the point is like that they were actually intending for that to be got it, got it, got it. how they cast the role, and um, yeah. I think is it Warner Brothers is the mm-hmm. studio behind this mm-hmm. um, nixed that, yeah. um, and so instead uh, the character switch is just played by a woman, um, but uh, in both the real world and in the Matrix is sort of androgynous. Mm-hmm. And I think they never actually give us pronouns for Switch. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, so it's not actually clear like what Switch considers their gender to be. But uh, so that's really interesting. And I uh, I kind of watched the film through that lens. And you know, there was a part of me that was like, you know, is this really gonna gonna 
track. Um, And I think it does because so much of this film is not only about, you know, what do you do with this information when you realize like the world is not what you think it is, but who are you? And that that I think is really present a in that idea of the the residual self image. And there's this great scene that really drove it home for me where um, I think it's when they're on their way to see the Oracle. And Neo's kind of like looking out the window and being like, oh, yeah, I used to like eat at that restaurant. And um, he says, all these memories I have, these places I went, none of it ever happened. What does that mean? And Trinity says that the Matrix cannot tell you who you are. So, so much of this is not, it's about the idea that, you know, the, the lens through which you see the world is so shaped by the lens that the world has like wants you to see it through um, Mm -hmm. the lens that society wants you to see it through. But once you break free of that kind of societal framing and realize that, you know, things do not have to be ones and zeros, (laughs) they can, you know, be anything in between or neither or both or whatever, you realize that your identity can be whatever it is truly to you, Um, you know, you you choose who you are. And I think that that's really it's a really powerful message. And I think it totally does map to this idea of the film as a trans allegory. And so I I really, really loved it. There were other things, too, where there's something about I want to say Morpheus is talking about how, like, you know, all of these people in the Matrix are operating according to like rules that they they don't even see. Mm. But like, you know, by sort of taking the red pill or whatever, you are you are giving yourself the ability to see those rules and therefore being able to see them and recognize them as fake uh, allows you to manipulate them. It is just so wild to me that like the shittiest people in the world saw this film and thought, ah, yes, the point of this is that fascism is good. (laughs) It's the exact opposite, my friend. Yeah. Really fucking wild. For anyone who doesn't know, there is this group on the internet who consider themselves to be red-pilled, as in they can see the Matrix. You know, they they get that society is not what it's made out to be, and they think basically that comes down to every fascist ideal is like the actual mm-hmm. way the world should be run. And I think I don't remember if I said this to you, but I've said this to a couple of people since watching this movie. I said I can't believe some people have blue-pilled themselves so hard to think they're red-pilled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just people so stuck in this like shitty old system mm-hmm. that they're like, no, 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 no. This is actually the the, the old system yeah. is actually the thing that does work. <laughs> it's yeah. just so fucking stupid. Uh, it's so fucking dumb, dude. If you're a red pillar, don't listen to this show. I will say that definitively. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Don't listen to our show. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm also trying to find there is um, a t- I don't know when this was, but Elon Musk once tweeted, take the red pill and Ivanka Trump, (laughs) quote, tweeted it taken. And Lily Wachowski (laughs) responded, fuck both of you. And if that doesn't (laughs) sum it up perfectly, I don't know what does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. (laughs) So good. Yeah. And I think on that note, I think that's a, (laughs) that's a good as note, a good of note as any, um, to leave it off here. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this uh, analysis episode of the podcast. Yes. We'll be back on Thursday with a regular episode. I wish I could tell you what we were talking about, but I truly don't remember which one's going to come after this. We'll tweet it. Check our Twitter at AsyncPod. You can follow me at AJ Falleri. You can follow me at OKimmies. Thank you to Scout for making our wonderful artwork. Thank you to Amaranthan for making our wonderful theme song. Links to their stuff is in the 
description, show notes, whatever you call it. Uh, and Kim, I have some final words for you today. Oh, okay. Let's hear them. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to make this podcast and I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you and a world without rules and controls, without borders and boundaries, a world where anything is possible. Where you go from here is a choice I leave to you. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>